0: I wanted to start off our sharing time with two things. Um, First of all, Jesus is greater than everything. And it was incredible to hear all about that all week and just recognizing the things that we put greater than Jesus. And you're gonna hear that from all of these students of just the impact that it had. And also as a church family, I want to thank you all. Um, This trip wouldn't have been possible without your guys' love and your support and just the time and effort you put into things to help us out. Um, I know I was stressed out of my mind like 95% of the time, uh, and I was so glad when we got on that plane, but also I was worried about losing kids, so you know. (laughs) we only had one flight, so it was not bad. And we came back with the same number. If you got different kids, then talk to Sophie. That's her (laughs) issue. Um but I wanted uh, a couple of our students weren't able to make it today, so they made videos for you just to share a little bit about their experience. Um, so we're going to play those and then we're going to go through all the students. So if you guys will turn your attention to the screen.
1: Hello, my name is Elise Osborne. Sadly, I cannot be with you guys today because I am opening today at my workplace, which is Domino's Pizza. If anybody is interested in pizza, you can stop by. We have some good deals, but enough of that. Let's move on. Hi, so I'm here to talk about what I learned at this year's live conference. So this year, I went to the conference determined and hoping to find answers for some questions that have been laying on my heart. So one of those questions was, what am I to do, like, as a career? You know, like, what am I to do in life? What's my purpose? And my second question is, what to do with um, my, uh, my friendship, my relationship with this friend that's going through a really rocky patch right now? And so what God told me, what I got from God for the first question for like, what's my purpose? It was after youth group, after our youth group time, after a prayer, I felt a calling from God and to come back to the youth group as a leader. So I already talked to Xavier about it, and so I will be coming back to this youth group as a leader after the summer. And then for the second question, which was what to do with this friend? um i didn't get an answer for that until the very last day so on this last day it was after the nightly seminar and um we had a prayer time and during that time so much tension i felt a lot of tension and so much stuff weighing down on my heart that eventually it like poured out and i began to sob uncontrollably and So after we finished praying, I had to step aside and just keep crying. And so during that time of me crying, I kept asking God, like, what am I to do? How can I fix this? I need to do something about what's happening. And after a little bit, Callie, one of our leaders, comes up to me, and she asks me what's wrong. I tell her what's happening. And she gives me, she reminds me that I need to give it up to God. Now, that was... So groundbreaking for me because I totally forgot that I don't have to fix everything myself. And it was, I felt like a pressure, like the pressure on my heart just like flew away. I was, I was dumbfounded. I was like, oh my gosh, it was that simple, but I, in that time i did struggle i continued to struggle i was like no i need to fix it like i felt this urge in me that i needed to be the one to fix it and she just kept reminding me she told me very gently you need to give it up elise so some time has passed like two weeks from now for two weeks or so but i've i've learned to give it up and i feel no more pressure about it and i feel free and it's great and that's what i've learned from the live conference okay i'm over my time Bye guys, I hope you have a great sermon, er, great service, service. Hello, my name is.
2: So my favorite part of Life Conference was just all the knowledge and advice I gained for many different aspects of my life, not just religious. And all the bonds I've strengthened with my friends and with God.
0: It's really incredible to just see what God was doing in all of their lives, and just those two to start off with—it was awesome. Um, next up, though, we have the great Lydia. Okay, I'm
3: bringing this here. I can't hold two things. That's fair. I, actually, I can hold two. You days, could, but, but it's hard.
0: But it's
4: <laughs> Okay.
3: Hi, I'm Lydia. And, um, first of all, I just wanted to thank all of you for sending us to the life conference. It was incredible and, um, just an amazing experience. And so we thank you for sending us there. Um, I actually wanted to, um, one thing I learned or that I've gained from the life conference was almost every single one of the speakers would start off their, um, time speaking with prayer and they would ask all of us to put our hands open to receive the word of God. So I am going to invite you to put your hands out and I'm going to pray to open our time together. Lord, I just thank you for everyone here and the opportunity we got to go to Florida and to learn more about you. Will you just be with me today as I speak to um, our church and I share um, your word and what you've done in my life, and will you be with all of the speakers um, when they share as well? In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I was extremely excited to go to the Life Conference this year. I went three years ago, and it was amazing. I loved it, and I remembered so much of it. Like three years later, I was like, oh yeah, I remember when the Life Conference, when this happened. And I took a lot of the stuff that I learned three years ago into practice, into my life. Um, and so I was 14 when I went the first time, and so I was in a completely different season. And now I am 17 going, well, went to the Life Conference, and I was in a completely different season in my life. But what was um, kind of fascinating to me and amazing to me was even though I am and was in different seasons in my life, I still learned so much each time. It wasn't just repetitive. It wasn't, oh, I remember this. This is, you know, what it was. It was, oh my goodness, I'm learning so much more new information, and I feel like I came back with a lot of um, knowledge and reassurance in my faith. Um, One thing that I came away from this experience was um, I came back with Jesus right by my side, and I wanted to share with you Um, kind of what that looks like in my life now. Um, I wrote out what I was going to speak last night and this morning I was praying, I was like, Lord, should I be speaking about this? Please help me. Um, I don't know if I should be speaking about all the things that i just written and I just heard no. And I was like, great, now what do I do? I have two hours and I have to figure out what I'm going to speak about. Um, And then it kind of clicked with me when I was talking with my mom. Um, and the fact that I even asked God if I should be speaking about those things, Uh, I was like, man, I never used to do that. I was never a huge prayer. Um, it just kind of felt weird to me. I was like, I know I should pray, but I don't really know what it looks like. Um, and coming back from the life conference, I feel like I have formed a real deep relationship with the Lord. And I can see that working in my life just through the simple things. Um, there were two points that one of the Speakers um, made the first night. His name was Carlos Whitaker, and he really emphasized number one that when we lower the volume of life, the volume of the Lord goes up. And so, coming back, I really want to put that into practice um, in my life. Is trying to stop the busyness, push it away, take a step back, and just lower the volume so I can really hear what the Lord is trying to say to me. Um, And the second thing was, don't edit the Holy Spirit. So um, the speaker, he um, talked about a story about a man and he was you know teaching him how to listen to God. And basically he just asked the Lord simple questions and God answered and he didn't edit it. He just took it right as it was. And so I'm really trying to put that into practice as well is really listening to the Holy Spirit. Um, and what's really amazing to me is that I feel like I can actually hear him now and I know that it's him um, just asking the simple things, not the um, awe-inspiring things, but just the mundane um, things. And so um, I think it's incredible that I can come back from both experiences and learn completely different things, but I can come back knowing Jesus is coming back with me. And not only is he right beside me, he lives in me and through me. And um, that's just what I learned at the Life Conference. So. Thank you for listening.
0: Micah. Micah! There you go. So I want to start off with uh, thank you, everyone, for all the support, all the money. Uh, Yeah, um, just learning about God there was incredible, especially like one thing I took out of this was don't be afraid to show your emotions. Like, don't bundle them up. Just, just share your emotions. Just keep keep that. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> uh, it was really incredible. I got to meet a lot of new people from like all over the U.S., um, especially like Puerto Rico, different place of the U.S. <laughs> um, yeah, it was incredible, and yeah, I was a, really gained friendships with a lot of new people, and it was great. All right,
5: Joshua. Hi, guys. I'm Joshua. Um, Hi. Oh, okay. So I'm really scared right now, but I'm gonna get through it. All right. So I'm just gonna go through some of the key takeaways I had from the different seminars and the uh, sessions. So just to start, one of the main things. Awesome. Sorry, before I start. I had heard most of all this before, but it was just put in a different way and emphasized, so it really stood out to me while we were at life. So the first thing in one of the seminars, the speaker was talking about how God does not need us, but he wants us in his plan. And I sat back, and am like, wow. And I had heard that before, but I was just, that was amazing and very humbling that the creator of the universe does not need me, but he wants to use me. He's perfectly capable, but he chooses to use me for no other reason than he just wants to. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Also, there was a seminar titled Life After Life. So we go through this amazing week and then now what? And in that seminar, they're talking about how to give your life to Christ, which is not an easy thing. And he mentioned that When you realize that your life is not about you, it's easier to give it to Christ. And that just really struck me. Um, And then finally, um, as Lydia mentioned, they're talking about don't edit the Holy Spirit. So for a while, I struggled with, I'm like, I'm going through this time in my life. Hey, God, can you talk to me? I'm like, you can, a burning bush would be great. I get we live in Reading, so maybe a talking donkey or... My dog would work, okay? My dog would work, but that didn't happen. I'm like, okay, maybe God just doesn't wanna to talk to me. And then, so then I'd look back at my life, I'm like, wait a second, God did this, he put that person in my life. He was talking to me, I just wasn't listening. So it was, don't edit the Holy Spirit, but also if you take the time to listen, you can hear. That's all I have. Thank you guys.
0: <laughs> Caleb?
2: Hi, I'm Caleb. <laughs> um, I don't like like what Joshua said, standing in front of a big crowd and talking. It's not my strong point. Um, but one of the things that impacted me was the justice justice. Experience The justice experience was a walk-through thing where it was on human trafficking and slave trafficking. And through the different rooms, one of the rooms had a coffee bags where they were 25 pounds, but they told us they were 50, and we had to carry them across the room. And they felt heavy, and it was just 25 pounds. I was surprised how heavy they are, and they usually carry more than the 50 pounds. And then in another room, they had um, uh, sewing machines in cloth, where they sewed some of the clothes. And I realized that some of the clothes that I might be wearing are people that um, the traffickers made that I might be purchasing and wearing, which was surprising to me. And I don't know what God wants me to do with this in my life, but I'm going to find out and wait And then another thing that realized to me was um, taking me out of my comfort zone and getting out of my own introverted self (laughs) and spending time with other people instead of sitting by myself because I don't like big crowds. It's not a big fan of thing to do. And another thing was that confused me was some people said they were Christians, but the way they acted was another way where they were not like a Christian, but it showed me that that we should walk with our faith more like God instead of saying it and not doing it.
0: So that's it. Yeah, it was hard to be introverted when you're surrounded by 6,000 <laughs> all the time. It was quite a challenge. Um, Brian, are you ready?
6: I'm ready. I'm ready. Woo! So in the beginning, I actually didn't want to go to this conference. I was nervous about the people and whether I would have friends or not. It turned out that I really enjoyed myself. I got to meet a lot of different people who weren't the same as the people I'm normally around. And I found that the family environment, I was quickly embraced both by the new people I was meeting and the people within our own group. Many of you by now know that I am adopted, and I was adopted out of an abusive situation. So when we went into the justice experience, I did not last very long. After only a couple of rooms, I was overwhelmed with fear and then anger. I had to leave, and Callie came with me. I couldn't really verbalize anything yet, but a couple of days later, I was able to talk to Callie a little bit about it. I don't really want to go into a lot of detail, but it is nice to start to look at my past from God's pers- perspective. And just as an example, when I was 10 years old and filled with anger, I believe God didn't do anything to help me get out of my situation. Now that I am older and I can see the circumstances that led me to being removed from my home were in fact directed by God to do exactly that, help me out of my situation. And lastly, I learned that when you go on a long trip like this, you should probably get sleep the first few days that (laughs) you are gone. Otherwise, you'll be so tired by the middle of the week that you will miss out on some of the the important stuff. But clearly, I got enough sleep to get something out of this.
0: Just gonna cry a little. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't need to say anything else. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Notes, on
7: the phone. Notes on your phone? Yeah. I did de- I didn't I couldn't find a pen, so I just I just wrote everything on the phone. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Good morning, church morning. And like Thank you, God, and thank you, church, for supporting us throughout 2021 and 2022, because like, we truly couldn't have gone to the Life Conference without your help. Now, I believe Life Conference is called that because it changes your life. Well, that's what it did to me, at least. For the past few years, I've been thinking, what's in store for my future? It's an impossible question to answer because people don't know the future. You know who does, though? God, <laughs> only God knows our future. I went to a seminar called "I am a Leader, even though I don't feel like one. <laughs> the speaker his name is uh, his name was Doug Franklin, told us that God has a mission for life that is uniquely yours and made for your abilities, and you can pray for guidance through guidance through this mission, and God will help. So, the biggest thing I took away from this is that God takes your passions and turns it into something that will glorify him. For example, I have a passion for music. That means I can write songs which can glorify God. The main issue in this is me, though. (laughs) I keep (laughs) thinking to myself that I'm not good enough to write songs or play music. God knows it's untrue, and I can follow these passion th- passions through with his help. So I guess overall, the main point I took from this conference is that God is always in control. Amen.
0: Joel, you ready? Yeah. It's up there.
8: Um, hi, I'm Joel. Hi. Um, and I just wanted to start off again by saying thank you to all of you for all of your support. I truly couldn't have gone without you guys, so thank you. Um, going into life conference, I really wanted to. I told you guys I really wanted to learn some tangible like steps to take to tell other people about Jesus and evangelize. And um, one of the seminars I went to was called like bring your people to Jesus or something like that. And that's exactly what I got. Um, And I'm the type of person who really needs like broken down steps in my head. Like I can't just be told to be do something, to do something. I have to like, okay, this I do first and then that and then that. Um, And that's exactly what the speaker did. He gave like eight tangible steps to take. And so that was really helpful for me. Um and then another seminar I went to was called Understanding the Holy Spirit and that one was super super cool for me um and the main thing that I learned out of that one is that you can't understand the Holy Spirit if you don't speak his language and if you're not in the word and in order to understand the Holy Spirit you have to be frequently like in the Bible and his word um and making a conscious effort to listen to God, not just talk to him. Um, and let's see. I also learned that, um, if you have privilege in a situation, there was one speaker that, um, Lydia talked about Carlos and he said, like, we all have privilege in some sort of way. And if you have privilege in a situation, you need to use that um, and leverage it to serve others and to serve Christ and not just yourself, which was really cool. Um, And then the prayer experience, uh, it was like this whole experience that took you through and it was a little bit like a children's museum and it made prayer sort of like a wondrous experience and like a thing that you do to discover things, not just like a monotonous routine, like dear Jesus, you know, sit down, do every day. Um, but more like a way to discover things, which I thought was really, really cool and just gave me a whole new perspective on it that I can live out now. Um, And finally, one of the speakers, she was one of the last speakers, and I really loved her, but the main uh, message that she gave at the end was that if you love Jesus and you're breathing, then you have work to do, which was really, really (laughs) convicting for me because I realized that I'm not doing that work as much as God would like me to do. And so... um, yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> Katie, you ready? Yeah! All righty. All righty.
9: Ooh, that is loud. Okay, <laughs> so my name's Katie, and I got to go to Live 2022, but I just want to take a second and thank God because he's the one who made it possible for all of us and every other student to go. It was an incredible experience, and I just want to give all the praise to him. But I also want to thank the church, parents, helpers, volunteers, with all the fundraising and stuff and letting us use this space to do what we had to do. But um, this morning, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the opening and closing sessions. So each day, well, each day, like every morning and night, we'd all come together, all of us kids and our youth leaders. And we would just worship and learn and kind of see what was going on around the conference. And I've never seen such a mass of people rush every single day to like get spots. Like I remember having to fight some people off of Joshua. It was, it was, it was, it was crazy out there. Um, but I don't think they could have started it any other way than other than worship. And so this year we had City Sound Worship and they led us through songs over the week. They were awesome. But um, whenever anyone asked me like, what was your favorite part about life? I was like, the worship, it was awesome, it was great. And for those of you who don't know me, I love music, it's a very big passion and that's actually one of the ways how me and God have conversations. So um, this is one of my favorite couple of verses in the Bible and it's Ephesians five nineteen through 20. And it says speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the lord giving thanks always for the things unto god and the father in the name of our lord jesus christ and just to see like hundreds hundreds of kids like crying and weeping singing jumping dancing shouting and just like giving all like their thanks to the lord it was um it's something that i i still can't fathom but, like, just, like, all in one set piece and just the raw emotion that it brought out, it was, um, it was insane. And I just, like, I have, like, memories of just standing in this sea of, like, hands just being lifted up in the air. It was, like, it was insane. But um, just the Holy Spirit that was, like, moving through the room, it's something that I can't, I still can't explain, but it, I'm not going to forget it. But that's why I tell people that was my favorite. And this year, with a little bit of input from some others, I think we agree we had some of the best speakers come out this year. And each of them, as individuals and as a whole, they were able to dismantle and put back together what um, was being said during each topic. And we had over nine, but um, it was like it was easy enough to open our eyes, but difficult enough to like make us like really think. We would always gather afterwards and we'd have small groups and talk and sometimes we didn't understand it or didn't know what to say or word, but um, I think it was good. And I don't think there was a moment where we weren't thinking about what was just said or what we're going to hear about later. And another thing that was super cool and you saw is like we got highlight videos over the week and it was super, like, I don't know, you'd see someone you just met, you're like, oh, they're doing this. And oh my gosh, there's Joshua and Lydia. (laughs) And um, I just thought that was super cool. Now I'm going to like read this part, but um just sitting here uh, listening to everyone and what God spoke to them. I never actually took the time when I was writing this, uh, to think about my takeaway that I got from the conference. And if I'm still being honest, I don't know what it was. I just, all I know is that I found peace and previous worries, pains, anxiety, and hurt that I brought with me to Florida are gone. And I left them back there on the other side of the States <laughs> and I didn't acquire like Labeled answers to any of the issues that I had, but all I know is that God loves me and I've seen what he's done for me and I love him so uh, Stuff that I'm dealing with or will deal with my upcoming school year I don't have to worry about anymore and I've changed my thinking and improved how I'm gonna carry myself Now and as I walk through the halls and sit in the classes and talk to my friends I don't have to worry about what anyone else thinks but Jesus (laughs)
0: Maya here she is hello
10: hi everybody how are you guys doing today Good. good good yes again I thank you guys so much for all the help um money is not everything, but it was really great in this situation. <laughs> um, let's see what I have on my phone. So I went to Life conference, super stoked, and just like, because of everything everybody has said, and I was just like so excited. And one thing that happened to me that I was like not expecting at all was seeing all of the kids. There were 6,000 of us. like. Oh, I didn't know how introverted I was until then. And I, to be like completely honest, I was kind of filled with like anxiety just because of like, what are these people gonna think of me? I don't know why I thought that. I've never like been like that. I I see myself as a little bit more of a free person, but that hit me and I was just like, man. And I was all week long, I was like thinking just like, What is my purpose here? What am I supposed to do? And how are these people going to view me when I do this and this and this? And like just simple things. And one time um, during a sermon, I don't know when it was, it was like I got little pieces during the week. And it came down to, it doesn't matter what people think. Like, (laughs) it doesn't matter at all. And I already knew that. But By the time, you know, we die, it's just me and God. It's just us and God. And so that was one thing that really hit me, was just like, yeah, it's just me and God. So I did kind of get an answer for what is my purpose. Um, Mr. John Stumbo, he is the president of the Alliance Churches. I didn't know who he he was until we were there. He's like, (laughs) I'm the president. He's like, we have, I was like, he was like, I'm the president. I'm like, oh, we have a president? <laughs> and um, one thing he said was um, the sermon he taught, each sermon, all the big ones, was Jesus is greater than blank. And his was Jesus is greater than my plans. And that's so good, because it's like it's like the song we were singing. Oh, what is it? There's nothing um, better than this. This is nothing better than you, God. That's not the exact thing. I can't think right now. I'm kind of like shaking, but um, it's right when um, when we are willing to accept that He is greater than everything, and we give our 100% to that because He's always giving His 100%. We're not going to be let down by Him and what He has for us. And so that was just like, okay, I'm done. I don't. All I just like wanted to just like wipe my plate clean. Like everything I've thought of that I wanted to do, just like, I can't put that on a pedestal. Whether it be like, oh, I want to have kids someday. Like, sure, that's great. And like, God wants that. But is that what he wants for me? Like, I need to pray about it, you know? And um, uh, one other thing that... Um, Uh, a speaker said is, Jesus is greater than my reputation. And at first I was like, I already know this, you know? And, um, but then she brought up this boy and his name was Clayton McDonald. And he had cancer, he'd been dealing it with, he'd been dealing with it since he was like a small child. And um, he learned one day that he only had three months to live because he had been a fighter, and he's like, OK, I'm going to get it over this time. And the doctor is like, no, you, you only have three months. And so, of course, I got emotional during that because it's just like, oh, we're going to die someday. But, um, <laughs> but one thing he said was um, to his peers who'd be like, Clayton, I'm going to miss you so much. He goes, do not pity me. I pity you because you think you're going to live forever. And I, and I was like, "Ooh, man, that's kind of that's kind of morbid." But it's true. Like, oh man, this song "I'm Gonna Live Forever" just came in my head. <laughs> Sorry, um, but um, in his last three months of living, he was. They described him as this incredibly free. <laughs> this incredibly free soul and I feel like everybody that I see who's free and just like happy and filled with the Holy Spirit, I admire that so much and I think that's the biggest thing that I found at Life Conference was live free, live happy because we have a savior who loves us and has made everything and is just like greater than everything and it's like why even care about what's on this earth and so yeah, that's... That's what I have, that's what I learned,
11: and um, I think it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> I think uh, one of the most beautiful things in life is hearing the youth speak. Um, it's entertaining, to say the least, but like it's just so genuine and filled with passion, and like you can see like even the ones who weren't. Wanting to speak, when they spoke, it was incredible. Um, so now I have two amazing leaders who, without, I could have done nothing, or I would have been in a ball in my room just crying because you know. <laughs> um, and I want you guys to have the opportunity to hear from them as well and their experiences with the conference. So my incredible wife will be up here, Sophie. She is very well-prepared and planned every second of this, just so you know. I, I have
12: notes. It's three bullet points, but I have notes. <laughs> um, so there were three main things that stood out to me in life conference, so I'm going to try to get through each of them. The first one that really like made me think was during worship time, seeing all of the kids and how openly and vulnerably they were worshiping. And then seeing like some of the kids who, you know, you'd see these kids broken down and crying and people comforting them. And um, you'd see it sometimes in the halls or um, outside hotel rooms. Um, I'm pretty sure every one of us cried at some point. Um, And it really made me reflect on this idea, like, you know, the worship song that says that, uh, like, I'm sweetly broken right? So this idea that, you know, the, the crying and the brokenness, like, is a sign of hurt that has happened in our lives, and of the ways that our world is fallen, and the love that so many of these kids were missing. Um, but it, it's also a sign of how God comes into that, and how he's so willing to um, shower us in his love, and to bring about that healing. And so like you see the crying, you're like, oh, like you really feel for it, you feel the pain, but also you see like how powerfully God is working in that moment. Um, And along that line, I also got to see how God was able to use my brokenness um, in order to serve these kids. Um, I have struggled with a lot of anxiety in my life and panic attacks and all of that, and so, I was able to have an empathy for that when our kids were struggling, um, and I also, you know, had a lot of, like, I have ADHD, so I get really like overwhelmed by sensory things sometimes. And let me tell you, six thousand kids in a room, there's lights, there's it's it's a lot, and I would get very overwhelmed. Um, and it always sort of happened that I would get overwhelmed like before the kids were, and so I kind of like <laughs> forged the path of how to handle the sensory overstimulation, um, I was able to, like, find earplugs for kids because I had needed earplugs, and I was able to find, like, quiet spaces because I had needed those quiet spaces. And so that was really cool seeing that when, you know, because I look at that sometimes, and I'm like, oh, why can't I just be, like, normal? Why can't I handle this? Why do I have, like, anxiety? But seeing that God was able to still use that in a really, like, positive way to help the our students was really cool. Um The next thing was, uh, during the prayer experience, uh, there was a point where they had like, like kinetic sand and you were supposed to like form what you had been idolizing in your life and then smash it. Um, and I realized, well, God showed me that what I had been idolizing was my own mind. Um, I take a lot of pride in being intelligent and being wise and, a lot of times that gets me in trouble because I think I know everything and I don't. Um, and learning humility is never a fun thing, (laughs) but, uh, being able to realize like, Oh, I'm, if I have wisdom it's because God has given it to me and it's not my own wisdom. It's God's wisdom through me. Um, and that's not something I should like be personally like, Oh, this is all me, you know? Um, so that was really cool. And I think once I had that slice of humble pie, um, God was able to use me so much more poignantly. Um, so, the last part is this idea it had been years since I had felt like God was really using me powerfully through prayer. Um, and there is something so freeing about the feeling of like getting, like feeling the Holy Spirit, hearing Him, and then just like going and doing and saying what He's told you. Um, and it had been a long time since I'd felt that. And I got to experience that so much during live conference of God giving me words for our students and me being able to actually say that to them. Um, the idea of, you know, that some of the students have already mentioned, don't edit the Holy spirit, um, freely going where he leads and saying like exactly what he's told me to do. Um, the idea of. Identifying as a, a prayer warrior, you know, like actually using prayer to cause real change and not my own words and not my own uh, hubris, but God actually speaking through me and just being a vessel for Him. So that's what I learned.
0: Last but not least, we have Callie.
13: Thank you. Hi, guys. So I went to, oh, I almost deleted all my notes. That would have been fun. Um, I went to Life Conference as a student um, when I was in high school. And that's actually where I met Jesus. Um, so it was incredible, to say the least, to go and watch these students have a similar experience with God. Um, like, it was mind-blowing to see them feel him in that tangible way that I got to feel him. and. Uh, it was incredible because I got to make new connections with these students and also grow uh, previous connections. And like you guys, I loved the time at life. Um, It was incredible to see God speaking into your lives and don't lose hope and keep seeing, like seeking him. Um, But yeah, so... At this life conference, I was a leader and that was scary because this is the first time I took kids on a trip. Let's go across the country, like (laughs) go big for the first one, right? Um, And yeah, it it was incredible. And it was really cool because before we went, like I'd been serving in this youth ministry and like I got to build these connections, but I always was like not knowing where my place was. Um, like I'm a student leader. Like I go to Simpson, I'm still trying to figure out what, uh, being a pastor looks like. Cause that's what I do with my life. Um, and at this conference, it was incredible because this is the first time I actually felt like what God called me to do. I'm living it out. Um, I felt like a pastor, like what I'm doing is going to be what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Like I got a taste of that and it was so encouraging and I definitely needed that in this time. Um, as you've kind of heard, like some of these kids, like God gave me the ability to be there for them. And um, speaking with different kids, uh, like Elise said earlier, Brian, um, like I was just able to be in the right place at the right time. And God uh, used me in ways that he's been preparing me to. And like, that was really encouraging to, uh, because before each time I met with one of these students, I was impacted by the Holy Spirit, like whether it was worship or like I had a time to pray, which honestly, when you're chasing 13 kids around, you don't really have time to pray. Um, So it was really encouraging to like have that time with God and then have something happen and like be connected to know what I'm supposed to do. Like, there's times where like um, a student came up to me and they were like, Hey, I just need to like step out from this experience. And um, I was like, Okay. Usually, I would want to like talk and like fill that awkward silence, but God was like, "Shut up, don't talk." And so, like sitting there for an hour and a half in silence was very hard for me, but that's what was needed. And that, like, reflecting back, like that was a God thing, because um, God used that silence to speak to the student. And if I would have spoke into that, I would have gotten in His way. So, like by me being able to listen, gave the student. Th- the ability to listen, which was incredible. Um, And then, so like how the students were talking about how they all had these little seminars, there were seminars for leaders too, which were super fun, because we got to talk to other leaders to see where they're at in their ministry and just, um, yeah, to hear more about what God's doing across the US. And during one of these uh, leader seminars, I got, God really got a hold of me and told me um, because I had this experience life and when we came back from my trip, none of us students really stayed connected and we all drifted away. Um, I only talked to one person that I went with and it's very like once every two or three years. And so one thing that God like showed me was Provide that space for them, and he really like put it on my heart to start a small group just for our life students. Um, kind of what they were talking about, the life after life. Like I, there were some times where like I kind of fell away from what he wanted me to do from life, and like I got that very clear. And I didn't want, like I don't want that to happen for you guys. And so we are going to have a small group just for our life students, where we can continue to do the work that. God has put on each of their hearts at the conference. And that was really encouraging for me. And I'm so excited to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited for that too. It's going to be incredible. It's so cool to have like this experience we all shared together and to be able to help each other grow in that more. Um, and help push each other and keep each other accountable and just be there when we need support and everything like that. Um, So again, thank you all for all of the support and all of the love that you poured out on us. Um, And don't be afraid. I already told them I'm volunteering them this, uh, but you guys can ask us about our experience more because obviously we didn't get to share all that with you. Um, And after we do our last worship song, which worship team, you can come up. Um, We're going to play a video that's our, like, our pictures and our videos from the trip. So you get to see that as well. Um, Lydia made it and she spent a long time doing it. So it's super exciting. Uh, And then I will close this after that.
9: I love what Pastor Sean said a couple weeks ago. He said, you know, when you're really excited about what God is doing, you don't need someone to bring you back down to earth. Um, And he said that about our youth of, you know, it's not like, okay, calm down, you're back to real life. Um, And that's just so exciting. So we're gonna check in with you guys and see if you're living that out. And um, this past week, I was on the Alliance website trying to figure out what they were doing. (laughs) And you can find all of their seminars and their recaps. So if you want in your own life to just hear more about how God is greater than everything, you can go onto their website and find all of their videos, because they were really, really good. Don't
4: let me forget your goodness. Don't let me forget your I've been seeing what you see, and I've been praying For the miracles to be never wasted But I'm so blind to see what you're doing And how you're moving Oh, what you see in me is more than I ever dreamed And what you plan to do, it's amazing the you've ever done is for my good.
0: Like I shared with you guys before um, coming into the trip, I had felt discouraged and broken and just questioning my purpose. And I've never felt so excited or like purpose-driven or that God is just going to use me. And I'm proud and honored to serve this church and to serve you. Um, And I'm excited for it. If you guys would bow your heads with me and let's pray us out. Uh, God, thank you for this incredible church, for these incredible youth, and for the experiences that you gave us and the ways that you moved in our lives. Um, God, I pray that as a church body, we continue to push our kids and we um, push them to follow you more and encourage them. And like Grace said, that Sean said, uh, that we don't bring them back to earth, that we keep lifting them higher. God, I pray that we just follow the calls that you gave us and that you remind us of your constant love and your support and your drive that you give us, God. Um, Again, thank you for this incredible church and this opportunity um, that we all have to just be reignited with you. Um, Jesus, thank you for reminding us that you are greater than everything and there's nothing better than you. Thank you for all that you do, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have an announcement. announcement.
11: Yes. We're, I, I, I can be loud. I don't have the mic. I don't have a mic either. Is there a mic in the house? Any I'm mics? Just, oh, there is a mic. Anyone? Just
0: standing awkwardly close to you. Maybe you can get <laughs> yeah, this one. Right. <laughs>
4: uh,
11: we are celebrating the hill Figure. I said it wrong last time. It so I'm making sure I said it. We are celebrating Emily and Parker today after the service. So um, we have food for everybody that's been provided. This is a reception to celebrate their marriage and uniting um, together. And there's also um, uh, a table and there's an album. That if you would please, there's pictures that are, uh, what is it? Right. You- <coughs> picture, you can put it in there. And then also, there's places to write if you could write to them and just give them a blessing or a prayer or words of encouragement. Um, If you can do that, that's out on that table as well. And so, all right, that was my announcement.
0: I was going to say it. You were? I I, was. I wanted to say it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reception after free food, free fun. (laughs) Go enjoy. (laughs) That's my announcement. Thank you guys. And there's prayer available from the elders up in front. As for again, supporting us and loving us. Thanks.